Welcome back to Mouthpiece. I'm Savage Dan. I'm Paulie the Magic Man Malanaji, Mr. AMC Hodler himself. Hey! Uh, and I am two-time Champions League winner, Savage Dan. <laughs> I haven't done a live show since we won it, so I just want to gloat just for a moment. I'll be honest, Dan. I, I'm surprised you don't have a Chelsea jersey on. I'm surprised. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it's not boxer branded. You've got to stay boxer branded, guys. It is, listen, I could go on about football all day. We all know this. I could go on. I, I'm probably, this is going to be me all summer. I'm going to be very smug. However, Two people who will be probably very smug with their bank balance this weekend will be Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. There's a part of me that hates that it happened, but it did happen. <laughs> Obviously, when all, it, 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 it went all eight rounds. We're, we're, we're torn. We're torn. <laughs> we are. I, I mean, of course I was going to watch it. Of course I was going to, you know, be... Uh, like the, the, the first thing I was going to think of is, oh, you know, who won the fight? I actually didn't watch it live. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, it's funny. Look. It's funny about this fight, uh, this exhibition. We don't call it a fight, exhibition, because yeah, I don't. Okay, I, you can't knock people supporting themselves, making money. You know, being successful uh, uh, in, in these times, uh, these unsure times. It's always you know you, you're always happy for people when they're able to do well for themselves. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I remember. <laughs> I've had friends all the whole time, like you know, because you, when you're a boxer, you end up becoming like the expert in all your friends' minds upon this kind of thing, you know. And you have all the casuals who don't even watch boxing, but now they message the only boxer they know, which is me, and they <laughs> and they want to know what do you I think about the fight? And I'm like, what do you mean what I think about the fight? It's not a fight. Nobody's gonna win. There's no decision. Yeah. And then and then they want to know like, okay, what round should I bet him to knock him out? Is he gonna? And I remember the people that I told, that I told people, this guy's a lot bigger than Floyd. And then when I saw that they were going to wear 12-ounce gloves, I'm like, bro, don't be surprised if this goes to distance. Floyd is very passive yeah. by nature, even in his boxing style. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. don't be. And they will, and then they get offended. Don't. What are you asking me for then? You know, if you think Floyd's going to knock yeah. him out, then what did you come and ask me for? You know, so, so I was like thinking like, I, I, I'm telling them like, if anything, maybe the late rounds because I mean, I, I. I this guy's a big guy. Holy, uh, but the thing is, people who have never boxed before, they're not going to understand that size makes a, a huge difference. Yeah. As as soon as somebody knows how to keep their shape, size, and, and that was, we don't even know how many weight divisions there were between yeah. them. It's, it's got to be four or, yeah. I mean, Abs- it, it, it was it was like an adult versus a child in terms of size. <laughs> yeah. And then the gloves and, were big, and then the gloves were bigger. So, yeah. you know, for Floyd, you know, for Floyd, the, you know, he, the blows that he's landing are going to be a little bit more cushioned because the gloves are 12 yeah. ounces. You know, Floyd is used to fighting with eight ounce gloves, you know, so even yeah. that's not doing the same, uh, same kind yeah, of damage. And, even, and, and, and to be fair, when, when, if it was a 12 round fight, have you not, I would have probably thought Floyd would be able to possibly force a stoppage. Just the sheer size and weight advantage that, that Logan Paul had is going to give him an extra couple of rounds of absorbing shots from a 150-pound fighter. Yeah. It's just natural. It's just, yeah, it's absolutely. just how it's going it, it, to be. It, it's, it gives you that staying power in there. You know, that you're yeah. able to stay in there for, for a longer period of time. I'll tell you what, though. I, I think it's going to give Logan a chance to kind of reinsert himself because after the loss to KSI, people have only been talking about Jake, really, when it comes to the Paul brothers yeah. and, and his boxing. Mm-hmm. I think with... You know, because any anything not getting knocked out for Logan against Floyd, you know, is is uh, is positive for Logan. So I think the reality of this is, I think it puts uh, Logan back in a position where you know he may be able to do a KSI rematch. He may be able to jump on yeah. board with do what his brother's doing and just start fighting random random celebrities. Um, I think yeah. you put him. I think. You put, I mean, he, look. Bottom line, th- there is a bit of a moral victory here because 
He lost in eight rounds, landed 28 punches <laughs> against, you know, the, the generation's best or, or the, the last generation's best. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll try not to talk so much about the weight difference. It <laughs> is so obvious. So, so if, if, um, if we're going by weight, do we put him with Mike Tyson next? <laughs> well, so Tyson this, is my, this is my next question. How does he fare against anyone, past or present, a cruiserweight of his own size? Let, let's not say present because we know just anyone with, with yeah, more size but, than an yeah. active fighter is going to put him away. Would hurt him, yeah. Um, let but, me think. But but but, uh, but Mike Mike is Mike is a lot older than Floyd, you know. So if you do an exhibition yeah. against Mike, you know it's well. That's a good fight. Maybe yeah. it's yeah. a good fight. Logan Paul against Mike Tyson is actually. I, I maybe think it's, it's more. In, I think it's more intriguing. Even uh, even Roy Jones, you know. But uh, but I think Mike has the more the more selling ability. I, I, I and with Logan's size, I mean, you, you can easily put that out there now, you know. Most and most of, most of these casuals, well, most of these casuals won't even know the difference between Floyd's weight and Mike Tyson's weight anyway. You know, they'll just feel well, like, oh, he fought Floyd, yeah, and now exactly. he's gonna go against Mike. I do Mike. that a lot with, with my casual friends. I do it a lot. I'll be like, oh, Mike Tyson was the best middleweight I've ever seen, hundred <laughs> percent. Just just to throw, and they'll agree. Some yeah. of them will just agree because yeah. they just have no idea. Um, what about a story with Jake Paul and Mayweather? Could that be an? I mean, it's essentially a bank robbery. This I, somehow yeah, yeah, he's I, fighting people that have never fought before, and he's making a hundred million. I saw an Instagram post where they were kind of like friendly, and they were like, "It was kind of like an I got you moment," you know, when Floyd yeah. was saying, ah, "I'm training them, I'm managing them." Um, so I don't even know uh, if they might uh, get together and, and do this. So let's see what uh, let's see what Jake does against Tyron Woodley, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the be-all, end-all for the YouTuber is to wind up in an exhibition against Floyd. And for Floyd, it's yeah. just come around at a good time where he can just keep doing it. Again, though, I I worry how this, the, the kind of light this puts the sport in. Um, because it's, it's, it's bad for the sport. I think it's bad for the I don't think sport. it's so good for the sport either. And I'll tell you what, um, I've, I, you've always got this MMA and boxing situation where it's like, they're like, oh, well, boxing's kind of dying and this is why it's happening. But it's, is it a bad look just for boxing or is it a bad look for combat sports? Because here's what I tell you. I'm, I'd say this. In reality, it's mainly YouTubers not fighting boxers. So you're doing boxing without including boxers in it, you know? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if you, most of the time if you're going to include boxers in it, you're probably not going to wind up well. Sure, Floyd got the retirement, yeah. the retired Floyd. Uh, you get the retired Floyd because at the end of the day, uh, you know, that's the one that brings in the most money. But other, well, other than that, I mean, Jake is strategically moving his career along, not fighting boxers. So is it just a bad look for boxing or is it a bad look for combat sports? Because in reality, you've got a YouTuber making a boxing career out of beating up MMA fighters. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's, yeah, also, yeah. A bad, it's, it's also a bad look for MMA as well. You know, like if Tyrone Woodley loses to Jake Paul, this guy's going to be making a boxing career, you know, Beating up all MMA fighters, you know, it's yep. it's and 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 not going near boxers. So so in reality, I think it's a bad look for combat sports in general. I I get the whole money making appeal of it, but but you, too much of a good thing can be bad. I I, I didn't mind this at first. I really didn't. But yeah. it, and anything and this goes with anything in life. If if you do too much of anything, it, it even if it's good, it becomes bad. So a balance yeah. is necessary. And I'm 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 kind of starting to see this is getting really really. Uh, an imbalance is happening now. You know, this is starting to happen too much. Everybody with a following just decides they can have a boxing match now. People are getting froggy. They're leaping like crazy as soon as they have a certain of a certain amount of following, yeah. and they're and they're looking to get a fight. You know, they're so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know how, at what point do you have to cut this off? Is it when somebody gets hurt? Is it, uh, I don't know. I mean, these aren't even real yeah. fights. They're exhibitions. You know, like this, this was an yeah. exhibition. At least Jake is doing real, real boxing matches. But this was, this is an exhibition. So are you going to start getting in situations where fights that don't even count are going to be more interesting to the casual yeah, public than, than, right. than, by, than, by, than the fights that actually matter? I don't know. The, the it's a it's a conversation that you could probably make a lot of points, valid points for both sides. But you know, I think uh, I think these are definitely points. The points we're making are definitely things that should be considered. You know, uh, I don't think it's in the overall scheme of things. I don't think it's great for the sport that this keeps growing bigger than than it's become. Speaking of imbalance, uh, we obviously had Logan Paul having his training camp out in Puerto Rico, and his sparring partner John Pascal. Had a chemical imbalance, <laughs> and he's <laughs> he has somehow well not somehow but he has tested positive for four banned substances. Uh, you know the shame of this it's, is this. I, I'll tell you what, Dan, because I worked the first, uh, I worked the first uh, Badu and Pascal fight. Really, really fun, exciting fight. Uh, I was working yeah, when I was back in my when I was working at Showtime, and the shame of it is I saw Pascal fighting at a pace that I had not seen from him in years, if ever. Okay, yeah. I remember that, and I remember thinking in my head, "This guy's on something." I mean, his muscle definition was much, much more uh, prolific than it had been in in, in previous f- recent fights. And because when you're older, your muscle, your the, def- the definition of your muscle also kind of becomes you know you look less ripped. You know, your yeah. testosterone levels yeah. are naturally lower, so you look less ripped at weight in your mid thirties than you do at twenty five. You know, so yeah. uh, so because you naturally your testosterone levels are lower, and your testosterone levels being higher are what causes the, the muscle to become more ripped. Your 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 body just can has that extra energy. So I remember just seeing, reminding me to get testo testo boosters. Yeah. So the get thing is, I remember. Yeah, so I remember. <laughs> good reminder. But the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, uh, I saw that, and then I saw the pace of the fight that they were fighting. I mean, I, Pascal was fighting at a pace that I hadn't seen in years, you know. So, so it, I remember thinking in my mind, like, yo, this guy's on something. This guy's on something for sure. You know, at his age, fighting at this pace, uh, uh, looking this ripped, and I and I said it about some of the fighters, and people, you know, when people are fans of these fighters, they get all all offended, like you, like you're offending their relative, but. I remember thinking it during the Pascal and Badu Jack fight uh, the, the, the the first time around, and thinking to myself, "This guy's on something." But I'm on the air, and I can't say anything. This is the kind of world we of live course. in. Now. You know what I'm saying? Because if yeah. I say something, I'm liable for uh, 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 defamation of character defamation. and all yeah. the And then I'm, and Showtime is gonna get mad at me because the time I was working with them uh, on the broadcast. So I'm, I'm I remember thinking to myself, "I'm on this live broadcast, and I can't even give people the real education of this fight the way it should be. I've just got to call the fight like it's nothing." And this is why this keeps yeah. happening because if you are continue to be allowed to do this and nobody's allowed to say anything unless you fail a drug test, which a lot of times doesn't happen because the drug tests are so so primitive in boxing, you're you're gonna continue to have this. You're not gonna solve anything. And then when somebody dies here and there, you get a death. And well, oh, this is what happens in the sport. Yeah, sure, but stop pretending like you're trying to make it safer because you're not. You know, stop pretending like like the, the the amount of rounds we fight is the, is the is the problem or the or the, the 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 kind of sparring we do in the gyms is the problem. The problem is steroids. If you eliminate steroids, you're gonna yeah. eliminate a lot of the ring tragedies you have in boxing. So so. Yeah. I remember thinking that at that point, and again, I'm, it's not to say for sure Pascal was on it the first time around, but I mean, if you use an educated mind, and you, yeah. and, and and you're of the opinion that you know you kind of know what you're how to look for these things, you're gonna see that, you know. And then he he came up yeah. and he failed. What he four banned substances for the rematch? That's crazy. It was crazy. Uh, 
I don't know. It, it's the same. I feel like this conversation is on loop constantly. Every time this happens, it's constantly well, that's the on thing. loop. It, we, Nobody we, does we, anything. It, it, it seems to be. It seems to be uh, the conversation. A, a spiral. Yeah, it just goes round and it, round. It, it and goes round on. Round. It goes on. What should be? It goes on. Loop. What should be in that case? The the punishment because obviously the punishment for a lot of fighters the, it's worth the risk. Well, here's the thing: the, the, it's worth the risk because there's no, there's no, the guys don't get punished severely enough anyway. And then they make an, an example out of somebody who's not that popular. Like Canelo can fail a drug yeah. test and he has for steroids and he gets a slap on the wrist because he brings in so much money for everybody else. Jerome Miller fails a drug test and and he gets like a two year ban. You know what I'm saying? Because why? Because he's not that popular, right? So people aren't gonna miss out on losing so much money if Jerome Miller doesn't fight. So either you, either the money stops mattering so much, you stop showing yourself to be so greedy. And and do it right, regardless of how popular a fighter is, or you're not going to solve anything. Number two, the amount of drug testing is primitive. You know, the, the the level of drugs testing is primitive. So you're not really trying to solve anything anyway. You know, so so when this happens, it's the same conversation on loop. Somebody fails a test. Oh, how are we going to solve this? this it, it goes on for like a ten day period, and then it kind of goes away until the next guy fails. And also, it's this. It's also the same conversation every time you have a ring tragedy. Every time you have a ring tragedy, it's the same exact thing. Every t- you got like a ten day period where it's yeah. like, oh, we're we have to. Everybody fake mourns it, and then they they talk about how you know we got to respect the fighters for putting their lives on the line and and then uh mm-hmm. and then uh you know uh this is what happens you know it's it's just uh you know how do we make the sport safer and they mention every other possible way except the steroids which is actually the the the, the, the yeah. centerpiece of everything and then they'll kind of move on again and then when the, either of these things happens again <clears throat> which they do you get the conversation on loop so it's it, it it's it's a redundant idiotic yeah. thing box at your own risk at this point because you, you at this point you got to know what you're getting into lifetime bands Hmm? Lifetime ban? Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would say very strict drug testing first of all and foremost. Very, very strict drug yeah. testing. Okay, if you have very strict drug testing, <clears throat> you get three strikes. The first one, six months. Second one, two years. Third, third one, Fair lifetime ban. That's you're it. Out. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's it. I mean, uh, 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 and and you'll you'll see. A lot of things change in boxing. The age of fighters, the age of fighters in their prime will decrease. Um, the amount of fights guys can have in a career will decrease because uh, they have nothing. Yeah. Re- they have nothing rejuvenating them illegally. But <clears throat> yeah. as I've said, it's a it's a it's a it's a waste of time conversation because nobody's going to want to do that because the longer a fighter fights and the longer a fighter lasts in his prime, the more popular he becomes, you know? And so, yeah. you know, then they become more popular and they make a lot of money for everybody else. So people don't want... People love a fighter that can have a 20-year prime, a 15-year prime, you know what I'm saying? And you guys know who I'm talking about, you know? A 25-year prime, you know? So... so yeah. Because because then he's so popular that everybody's making money on him and he's got a lot of fans yeah. and all this other stuff, you know? So, so um, it, it, you're not going to solve it. Uh, there's too much greed. It's just the world we live in, it, and that's what that's what it is. Whether we're talking about YouTube fights, whether we're talking about drug testing, whether we're talking about uh, pr- profile of fights and and all of this uh, networks, cold wars, it seems that everything comes back down to money. Yeah, of course. Um, that's and that's and that's the problem, and and the integrity of the sport is being questioned left, right, and center. Yeah, and, and stuff and, like this and, and, doesn't do it any help. And then everybody, you know, everybody likes money. It's not going to be somebody who's going to tell you, oh, "I don't like money." But yeah. the the love of money, the greed of money, has taken such yeah. a priority in our society that it, it's it's I know it's it's beyond it's beyond what what I've uh, what I've seen in my lifetime. I remember there was a quote from Bob Marley when I was a kid. Uh, and sometimes it still pops up on Instagram, and it basically he, yeah. the, they're they're asking him, "Are you a rich man?" He goes, 
what's exactly. he, and he said yeah. I don't know if you've probably seen he goes what, what's riches yeah. he goes he goes I got life he goes you know my life is my riches you know my my uh, yeah. you know the 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 quality the the being here the enjoying not he's not talking about financial riches you know people yeah. put so much of a so much of every so much on a pedestal today society has just I don't know if it's social media I don't know if it's commercialization of things but whatever it is it has just completely changed you would never see uh, a quote from a guy on Bob Marley's level a guy who has the fame of Bob Marley today uh, yeah. talk like that even Muhammad Ali you know Muhammad Ali greatest of all time you ever in all his trash talking in all his wisdom in all his everything have you ever heard the guy speak about money I don't I don't I've never I've not seen any quotes of him speaking on money or how I'm making this much money this fight I'm doing this one he, he just never did and he still managed to be a marketable fighter because he still knew how to talk trash without leaving without including finances in it so again people want to hear finances people want to uh, are interested in it people want to be jealous about it people want to be greedy about it um, it's uh, it's a shame. Yeah, it is. It's, it's weird. It, I feel like we went on a tangent, and this almost became like a <laughs> yeah. like a, a, a real a psychological. Yeah, because it comes back. Podcast. It, it, it comes back it to does. boxing, though, because that greed includes. You know, it, it. We're kind of. It's kind of morphed into boxing. It's morphed into all society, but in, yeah. in boxing too. You know, I mean. Why, yeah. why are we getting these constant YouTube fights? It's greed. You know, why are we getting yeah. these constant, uh, the, 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 the PED uh, scandals cons- consistently? It's, it's greed. You know, nobody, nobody wants to solve yeah. a problem that makes money for people. So, you know, the, the people in charge of making money, they don't want to solve it. They'd rather it keep going. Well, let's get back on to real fights in that case. We've given enough uh, energy and enough time to exhibitions. We've got Jarrell Hurt, who lost a split decision. Jared Hurd. Uh, his titles Lewis are gone. Harris. Yeah. It was a it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Yeah. Um I've always felt uh, like Jared that like Jared Hurd is I don't know why he's so big at the weight. I don't know how he makes the weight. He is an absolute giant. Um and that seems to be his kind of version of, of wearing him down. But I've almost seen him unravel a couple of times. Yeah. And last night was was or not last night, but this weekend just gone was was the yeah, was the the weekend where he actually lost the titles? In the yeah, end. yeah, and I, and I anyway, he's gone up in weight. Um, I think I think Hurd was at Hurd was at fifty four, and they they fought. They fought Arias at sixty last night, right? Uh, oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I didn't realize. I thought yeah, that was yeah. at one fifty four. Yeah, because because Hurd was uh, Hurd <clears throat> got undone by Julian Williams. It was a great performance by Julian Williams when, when yes. he beat Jared Hurd. And then kind of, and Hurd w- was always a big guy at light middleweight. But I remember talking to him and being like, I make weight easily. And I'm just like, I, I, either he's lying or his legs are super, super skinny. And, and his legs are skinny. Yeah. So he does a, he's a, he's, he's, he's a big upper body, which makes some uh, guys with big upper bodies tend to look bigger than they are uh, if they yeah. don't have the legs to match it. And so he's at, you know, Jared got these wide shoulders, big upper body, but he's got skinny legs. So I thought, okay, maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe he, he, he can make light, mid- light middle pretty easily, I guess. But, um, you know, I've heard the rumblings about him struggling to make weight as we all kind of start struggling to make weight as we get closer to our 30s and into our 30s, right? So um, I thought he would be okay at middleweight, but he is a guy who fights in a physical manner, okay? And guys who fight in a physical manner, when they have to go up and wait, you're now trying to fight in a physical manner against naturally bigger guys. So it's a lot more difficult to handle. I remember, for example, Ricky Hatton fighting Louis Colazzo. You know, uh, Colazzo yeah. was a natural welter. Ricky was a physical guy, light welter, but at, muscling around welterweights <clears throat> was a bit more difficult for him because he was not that size. And as a matter of fact, um, he even got knocked out by Sinchenko for this. I, I thought for the same reason. It was a big, big. <clears throat> yeah. It was a big, big welterweight. So, so 
I think Hurd is kind of the same situation. I didn't think the fight was as close as the judges made it. Um, I thought Arias had a really good performance, and it was really a, yeah. a performance where Arias you, has kind of been his own enigma. I've been hearing about Luis Arias for a long time. A uh, good fighter when he was a prospect, then he had a problems within the Mayweather camp. He moved away. He came to Florida. Now I heard he's back in good graces with the Mayweathers and all that. So, so... But he's, I've always heard about him, you know, as, as a good, solid prospect. Uh, you know, he's got a, a lot of potential. I saw the Daniel Jacobs fight where he, he probably lost every round. And so you, you kind of started to feel where it's like uh, un, 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 uh, unfulfilled potential starts to come, come to your mind. That term starts to come to yes. your mind for a guy like Luis Arias. So, so while everybody's talking about, oh, wow, Jared Hurd upset. You know, Luis Arias was always a guy who had this potential that kind of had never blossomed. So he was always going to be more dangerous than he is. And uh, it, 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 hit, it hit Jared Hurd, you know, right timing or wrong timing, depends who you are. But um, in this particular situation, uh, he got himself a good win. So let's see where it takes him from here. I'm curious myself. Badu, Jack also back with a, a good win against a, a last-minute opponent. Yeah, uh, three Kalina. Lockdowns. Yeah, Kalina. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Lost, lost... Uh, Last minute, yeah, and, cre- and I think he, he stepped yeah, in with, and, with and, not long to and, go. And credit to the his team, credit to TMT, credit to uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, Mike Leonardi, his manager, uh, credit to uh, just his whole team in general because you know for getting them a, 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 an opponent to get him to stay on that card and um, get him to uh, you know be able to perform uh, on this pay per view because I think it's essential. This pay per view had a lot of views. Um, I don't know how many of them because they're casuals. I don't know how many of them were actually watching the undercard, but. Um, nonetheless, you want to be able to get on a show like this, you know, and so uh, credit to his team for make, finding that replacement and keeping him on the show. Also, Daniel Dubois is back with a, a second round knockout. He he actually looked good. I know he was he was uh, against somebody who's probably ranked higher than he should be, but he's a big boy, uh, a tough Romanian, gets him out of there. Uh, doesn't seem to have too much PTSD. He didn't look like he was being uh, overly cautious or, or too careful. Uh, and he's back on track now, and and he's saying that he wants to right the wrongs of the Joe Joyce fight. Too soon? When do you think that should happen? What do, what route do you think they should be taking? Um, I don't think it should be a rush. Um, you know, you can be aggressive when you're not fighting guys who are hitting you that much, or you know, putting you in that situation where you're getting punished uh, after um after an injury like that. So I think a couple of fights like this, where he kind of gets his confidence back, you know, gets enough training camps in. In the book, in 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 the in the boot, so to speak, to where he um, he uh, has a lot of sparring in each of the training camps, and obviously can see that his eye is holding up well. The and he doesn't have yeah. to doubt himself. That's kind of I remember when I had that injury. That's kind of how I got myself back in. You know, all the sparring. Every time I would have sparring sessions and hard sparrings and you know competitive sparrings and just high level sparrings, gave me more got me more and more confident that the the injury yeah. was healed and, and 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 I was able. You know, I. Any kind of combat I got, I got myself into. Any kind of fight I got myself into, as far as uh, a high-paced fight or low-paced fight or you know physical fight or whatnot, at least the the injury was not going to show itself again. So I think Dubois got himself a good win, but I think uh, he needs a couple of these wins only because I think he needs the training camps behind them to kind of get himself yeah. that sparring and get that confidence back in in his in his uh, in his mind. Paulie, you had the same injury. <laughs> Did yours ever bother you again? It never bothered me again, but cuts opened up. Um, on the if you notice some of my fights, uh, second half of my career, I get I will get cuts underneath my right eye. That's because the titanium is there, 
and so that the, the skin hitting that titanium automatically breaks my skin you know that there's yeah. not it's it's kind of sharper underneath there than your yeah. na than your natural bone is the titanium is a bit sharper like i'm touching it right now and so if you hit me around this area the, it, it opens up because the, the, the titanium is sharper, you know, so your skin okay. breaks, you know. So if you notice some of my second half of my career fights, you'll see you would see a cut open up on underneath my right eye. And that's because I got hit probably uh, I was getting hit on the uh, on the part where the titanium is. So that titanium held the, my orbit bone is fine. But um, yeah. I did find myself getting cut more often but it's not, luckily for me the cut is not in a bad place it's underneath the eye you know it's not going to get in your in your eyes it's it's not a it's not a fight threatening injury um to be cut there hopefully that is that's the boy back on track now we've, we've seen a lot of fighters however that were never the same after their first defeat some it spurs on and and they know they have to work harder others it's like their air of invincibility is gone we, we saw it for example fernando vargas was was twenty and zero before yep. he got beat yep. by Felix Trinidad. Yep. It, it happens time and time again. Yeah. What's the difference? What is think, what? What are the, think, the the telling points? I think psychologically, it's something for sure. I also think the, you know sometimes <clears throat> you're not of that level. You know some guys are not not of the level. They re they step up to a level where they they lose and they, they you realize you know they can't compete at that level. And sometimes it's just a, sometimes it's a, it's a bad beating too. You know, you got to come, come, coming back from a bad beating in your first defeat, you know, sometimes psychologically makes you, it changes you as a fighter, you know. Um, but I also notice that a lot of guys who have that orbital bone break, that injury, uh, a lot of fighters don't come back the same way. So um, in Dubois' case, he's got his first loss and his, uh, his orbital bone broke um, in the same night. So it's, it's kind of a double negative to come back from but he's also the, the positive is he's young enough to kind of have the time to gain the confidence and come back uh, yeah. it was kind of the same for me I was 25 and uh, I had my first loss and I broke the orbit in that same in that my first loss in, in, the, in same, the same manner you know so so it, it is possible to come back but we, we do see a lot of guys um, that you know don't come back the same way or you know I remember Meldrick Taylor who you'll see as a Chavez you know he came back he won world championships even after that but you just mm -hmm. you just didn't feel like it was the same kind of Meldrick anymore you know the, the the punishment you take in those kind of fights so so we'll see we'll see that's why I say with Dubois you take your time you know, you give him some confidence builders and also you give him the training camps to build his confidence as well he's young enough to where you don't have to rush it and then uh maybe Joe Joyce will be a little older afterwards because joe joyce is not as young and maybe True. you catch maybe you catch joe joyce on the out and kind of market it as the revenge the revenge fight well you know that that at, off the top of my head that's kind of how i would picture myself <laughs> approaching it if i was <laughs> moving the wall you've just put yourself in the shop window for the yeah. pr team yeah <laughs> <laughs> right prediction time we have three huge weeks for top rank coming up uh and one of the the biggest fighters and probably one of the biggest prospects of the sport Shakur Stevenson is fighting Jeremiah Nakathila uh, for those who don't know Shakur Stevenson is probably one of the most technically gifted fighters in the sport you may or may not have heard of him but he is serious serious talent uh, I'm expecting him to, to to win this fight probably do it looking good as well but what a talent Paulie yeah, and Ascension for Shakur Stevenson, it's funny because he's young enough to where we still call him a prospect, but Shakur Stevenson is a full-fledged world champion. And um, I think, uh, you know, if he keeps improving the way he is, you know, he's he, we've got uh, we've got enough time left on his career being he's so young that we will start to, you know, uh, mention him in the pound-for-pound pound lists and whatnot. But 
um, looking forward to seeing his progression. The, the thing is, a lot of uh, everyone seems to know Devin Haney, Tank, Ryan Garcia, the, the, the likes of, of everyone at that weight. I remember a few years ago, I think it was, maybe even a couple of years ago, where I, I saw a sparring between Stevenson and Haney. It's probably, it's, I'm sure it's still knocking around on YouTube. And he was every bit Devin Haney's match. Um, they've obviously sparred hundreds of rounds together. But he he is that good. When do you think he gets what's considered, I don't know, the, the breakthrough fight where everyone starts to know how good he is? Um, I don't know. I mean... I think just uh, I don't even think it has much to do with a breakthrough fight. Um, I think it's just a matter of you know fighting fighters that you know give put him on a respectable level. You know, yeah. people talking about Haney. I don't think Haney's really beating anybody. You know, so I mean, it's just a matter of putting him out there and you know reminding people of his credentials. You know, this is a, a kid with a with a silver medal and uh, yeah. a, a, a world championship, legitimate world championship at that. Um, and you know he's he's continuing to you know rise up the ranks you know i, I and you know he's in a different weight class too because he's at 130 yeah. pounds right so so yeah. i think that that weight class could could also become a more fun weight class you know these guys like um chris colbert in that weight class you got shakur stevenson a yeah. young a young crowd is coming up um i remember a, a kid uh from the east coast as well joseph adorno real hard punching Puerto Rican. I don't know if he's still at 130, if he was moved up to 135, but he was a top-ranked fighter as well. Um, so, they, you know, it's a it's a weight class where there's also some young talent coming up the ranks that could, can make some good fights yeah. in the coming years. It's just people right now are, are, are real hyped up about the lightweight division, so they're kind of forgetting about the one-weight class or below it. But uh, I, I think there's some good talent there, and I think there's, these guys will be able to make stars of themselves as long as they, they end up fighting each other at a certain point. Well, there's more than a couple of respectable fights out there for him. If, if he gets past uh, Nakathila, then he, he's obviously yeah, you mean you can get right in line to fight Herring. Yeah, Herring. But oh, you can also <clears throat> put up put it in against uh, ex world champions. I don't know, like uh, I don't know, this guy's like Josh Warrington, war, uh, yeah, hanging around over there. And Frampton's retired yeah. now, but you know, they, you've got you've got a, a a a list of names around that weight that you can start grabbing them you know and uh and, yeah. and and get fights with them and then you know kind of build up your your resume lomachenko as well if you timed that right lomachenko yeah but you got to time that right i i still think lomachenko lomachenko the way he's training i i still feel like there there's a chip on his shoulder and he's still you know at a certain point you start fighting just for the money i think lomachenko is still angry so, so i, I yeah. think i, think, I yeah. think he still has enough left to maybe let that fight simmer a little bit yeah, I'm pretty sure not anybody sees Lomachenko as easy pickings for now, if I'm totally honest. But another, uh, let's call it a, a crossover. We've got Clarissa Shields having a debut fight in MMA. Who'd have thought that? Yeah, you know, uh, she's dominating boxing in and around her weight class. I don't think anybody's going to really be able to touch her. So, um, you know, what ends up happening? You end up getting like that Roy Jones symptoms where people aren't as interested in your fights because you're just too good. You're so good, right? And so, yeah. you know, people, it's not as competitive. Uh, it's not your fault, really, for being so good. And uh, people are, you know, kind of not why not tuning in enough to make her the money that she wants to make. So MMA, it's gonna, it's always a conversation talking point when somebody crosses over, especially somebody with her reputation in boxing. So um, I think uh, I think she'll do well. I don't, I, I think uh, she signed with PFL. I don't think PFL is gonna put her in super tough right away and try to, you know, look to get her beat. I think keeping Clarissa winning in PFL makes them money as well. So I think I expect her to kind of, 
get better and better in that in that sport, and then we'll see what it builds to. Well, Clarissa is a a two time gold medal winner at the Olympics. She is also a multiple time world champion in boxing. Is it just a new challenge that she needs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a new challenge in general, even for the fans to be interested in. You know, I think regardless of who she fights in boxing, the the challenges are not really up to par. You know, and again, it's not her fault. But I think in MMA, it's something new, something different, um, and you can kind of take your time working her way up the ladder. It's it's kind of a uh, it's a new event. It's a new venture, and and I think more yeah. people will tune in. Also, something poorly that we didn't talk about. And I know you want to talk about it. Oh. It's Nonito Donaire. Yeah, I mean, brilliant, brilliant Nonito Donaire. Again, you know, this yeah. guy, this guy, I, I've known him since he's 17 years <laughs> old at the 2000 Olympic trials, uh, where I, I really think he could have probably got the decision in the Olympic trials to send him to the 2000 Olympics at just 17 years of age. But Brian Valori, who himself was a, was a good amateur, got the decision over Donaire. And I believe Valoria, Valoria got the decision because he was the 99 Amateur World Championships gold medalist. So the U.S. wanted to send a, 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 a more primed guy to the Olympics instead of this kid who had just come up from the juniors, Nonito Donaire, at 17 years old. They said, you know what, we'd rather hold on to him for later maybe. Instead, Nonito turned pro and um, ended up kind of taking the, the back roads to the title. But, you know, he's, yeah. he's continued to show his brilliance through and through and through. And I think this win over... A 2012 Olympic gold medalist and world champion, Ali Ubali. He yeah. handled it so smoothly. So, so he looked like a real pro. I mean, Ali Ubali beats you yeah. on pace. You know, if you anybody that's seen Ali Ubali fights, he beats you on pace. He makes you uncomfortable. He's not the hardest yeah. puncher, but he, he's just a pacey kind of Volume. fighter. Yeah. And yeah. Nonito controlled him and then put him out. I mean, he's such a professional in every way. A mature uh, a sportsman, uh, uh, a super talent, uh, 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 a great family man. Uh, I mean, he, I, just, I don't know, man. I can't say enough good things about this guy, man. And I, I, like I said, I, I've met him personally several different times I, I've, since since going back to the amateur days. First battle Hall of Famer and really, really proud to have been able to uh, enjoy watching his career. Top, top fighter. I, I genuinely remember when he was pretty much on top. Um, I'm sure he was probably pound for pound number one at one point, if I remember rightly. Close. I, I don't know if he was number one, but close. But I remember when he fought Vic Darchinian, and Darchinian was knocking everybody out. And Nonito had taken an early career loss. Um, and so he kind of went away to the Philippines and started fighting pro fights there, and kind of for, everybody forgot about him. And then all of a sudden, he pops up as a title challenger for Vic Darchinian years later. And I remember my friend uh, telling me, Oh, Dachini's fighting tonight. And I, I saw it was Donaire. And I'm like, oh, man, Donaire. I haven't seen him in years. And I'm like, yo, Donaire's going to beat this guy. Oh, Donaire's good. Donaire's going to He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm telling yeah. So he, my friend puts in a bet. <laughs> just, and and, and Onito <laughs> and, and no knocked him out. No wonder everyone comes see you. And it was, <laughs> it, it, was, it was one of those times where the Ozmakers dropped the ball. You know, it was like a three or four one underdog. I mean, no Nonito, that left hook at, at, at those lower weight classes, it just smokes yeah. you. I mean, 118 and below, Nonito's left hook, nobody. Everybody takes it. And Darchenian, yeah. unfortunately, was the victim of it in, uh, in the 115-pound world title fight. <laughs> I just want to check quickly if he was powerful. I, I don't know why. I, I'm sure. He was close. He was. Uh, it was at one point. I, I just remember him being absolutely everywhere. Then, uh, you know what? You know what? It is. He was. You're right. He, he might have been. Oh no! He won the fighter of the year. He won ring fighter of the year. Then he lost. Oh, to that's Redondo. what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so what it so was. Nonito won the Ring Fighter of the Year, but then he lost his next fight to Rigondo, who was another Rigondo. another yeah, another, yeah, yeah. another unappreciated fighter, and kind exactly. of everybody forgot about that. Right on this day, seventh of June, two thousand and three, Paulie, I'm sure you were there. Yeah, Gatti versus Ward three, huge fight. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I fought on the undercard of uh, of the second one. And then I remember I hurt my hand. I had to have surgery. And I wanted to be on the undercard of the third one as well, you know. But uh, I couldn't yep. get a spot. I couldn't get a spot on that undercard. I remember I fought a few days before my first fight since the hand surgery that I'd had. The first of many, mind you. And uh, and then a few yep. days after that, I went to Atlantic City with uh, my best friend. And uh, we, we kind of uh, hung out all weekend, partied, went to the fight. And it was uh, it was an uh, entertaining as all three of them were, you know, obviously none of them, all of them were. none of them topped the first one, but nonetheless, this one was a entertaining fight. And just when you thought Arturo was making it comfortable, I remember Mickey drops him with a shot on top of the head, you know, <laughs> and yeah. uh, Arturo finished the fight. Uh, it was Mickey's last career fight. Um, I remember he he announced that he was going to retire after the fight, which I never agree with. I never think you should announce your retirement before a fight because I feel like your mind is always halfway out of the fight you're going to be in the ring with. You know, I feel like that's a decision yeah. you make after a fight, not not before a fight. So, um, because I feel like if you if you do it before a fight, you're kind of going through the motions in the ring. But Mickey still fought a great fight nonetheless. Uh, Arturo won it, yeah. uh, but Mickey put him down on the canvas and uh, another respectable performance and uh, another really, really fun, entertaining fight for the fans. Yeah, the first one was fight already, yeah, probably fight of the century. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- all of them were very good. Also, on June the 8th, 2002, we had Lennox Lewis beating Mike Tyson. Uh, that was... An outrageous fight as well. I actually remember, even though I'm from England or I'm I'm British, I remember still for some reason wanting Tyson to win the fight. Probably because <laughs> he was the name that I'd always seen yeah. everywhere. It was the Tyson fight. I tell you, it was the I, I got I got one even more than that because I'm from New York. So I remember everybody in New York just thinking Mike was gonna beat Lennox, and I'm like. I don't think so, man. I, I don't think I don't think it's the same Mike anymore. Oh, if he hits, because you know Lennox always had that questionable chin. If he hits him once on the chin, if he's and I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like I I I just feel like Lennox always does well with these shorter guys, um, and sure enough, that's what ended up happening. You know, Lennox always had that sneak move where he'd hold your head down with one hand and and hit you with an uppercut with the other one. And and if yes. you look at the knockout yep. of Tyson, he did the same thing. He did it to Michael Grant. He did it to several different guys. He'd get away with that a lot. It was a you know sneaky veteran move uh, that referees didn't catch as much as they should have. But uh, that last uppercut he hits Tyson with to end the fight. He's holding him down with the with the other hand, and he and so the yep. the, the upper gets more force on it. Also on June the 9th, we had Larry Holmes beating Ken Norton uh, by a split decision. He won the WBC that night. And uh, it seems like it's a, a busy week for boxing in in in, in, in history. history. It looks like yeah one of it one is. of the most one of the most entertaining fights you'll watch. Anybody who hasn't watched Holmes and Norton, they should really uh, get on their YouTube and watch that fight. Fifteen rounds yeah. of entertainment, really really good fight. Two those two guys really put it on the line. Rest in peace to Ken Norton. And also anyone that is watching this and and is watching, kind of only knowing who Canelo is, Logan Paul. Uh, and and Mayweather and all the the big buzzword names, I employ you go and do the research. Go and actually watch that fight. It's a top fight. Go and watch Andre uh, Andre Ward. You know, go and watch uh, Gatti versus Ward. 
uh, and, and just go and literally go back through the years. Yeah. There is so much I'm in gonna, the archives. Yeah, amazing I'm gonna, fights. I, I'm going to give you Arturo Gatti versus Wolfen Rodriguez. Arturo Gatti versus Gabriel Ruelas. Arturo Gatti versus Mickey Ward. Uh, I'm going to give go you... Go and watch Ho every Arturo Gatti fight. Uh, Jose, <laughs> That's Jose, it. Jose, well, those, those for sure on, on the Arturo Gatti list. Uh, Jose Luis Castillo yeah. versus Diego Corrales. Ken Norton versus um, versus uh, Larry Holmes. Uh, was what was the other one? There was Matthew Saad Muhammad versus uh, there was another one in the early eighties with Matthew Saad Muhammad versus uh, I forgot the other guy's name. And there was a re really really tore into each other. There's Prince Charles Williams against James Tony, where the referee had to stop it for too much violence, which, yeah. <laughs> which is just wild. Yeah, yeah, Watch exactly. some of these fights, exactly. yeah, and you'll get some real boxing. And whilst we're at it, I may as well give you some more instructions as well. Send us everything you've got, whether it's training videos, whether it's you telling us what fantasy fights you want to see, whether it's you sparring, whether it's your workouts, anything. Send them to, to all the boxer Instagrams, uh, the, the, the boxer Twitter. Send it everywhere. We'll have a look. We'll rate it. We might put it on here. We might not. Uh, and, and just literally give us everything you've got. You know, you're as much a part of this show as we are. And uh, anything else to add, Paulie? Yeah, just do that responsibly for anybody out there. We don't want you guys to get start sparring and do it irresponsibly, all right? So if you guys send a sparring video and whatnot, do it responsibly. Wear the, right, wear the proper equipment, mouth guards always. And, uh, yep. you know, we, we look forward to uh, seeing your progression as well. But uh, everything responsibly. Right, that is everything we have for today. Like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget to send in all these videos. And we'll see you next week.